Welcome to Youth Factor. It's your host, Jared Elrod, a.k.a. Jared the Speaker, a.k.a. Jared the Director. So, uh, bringing that one back. Got some film projects and stuff working on, and uh, yeah. Um, I uh, was just reading a Slack message from my wife that came up. That's why I got distracted there. Hey, start off with a little bit of encouragement. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. God loves you and has a plan for your life, unless you're a Calvinist. And then you have a 50-50 chance of, of being predestined to have a plan for your life. Or just, you know, being chattel, I guess. Or, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just messing with my uh, reformed uh, brothers and sisters. Um, it's funny, I was just having a conversation with Jonathan the other day about, well, actually, Jonathan and my other leader, John, I've talked about, we're talking about something. I don't remember what it was. It was Sunday, I think, before before I spoke. Maybe Tuesday. I don't know. Anyways, this last week. And I made the comment, we're talking about something and somehow it led into like something about like reformed or whatever. And I was like, yeah, but you know, they definitely have like the corner of on the market of truth there with like the whole salvation thing. And we were kind of like joking, like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> they kind of have that one. Our our little like pray this prayer and then you're magically in heaven for for all of eternity. Doesn't really hold up scripturally as well as their views on that. So um, why did I start with all this? I don't know. All I did was probably alienate half of you. Actually, probably all of you. <laughs> I probably just alienated my entire audience that knows anything about um, like theology and whatnot. So uh, I guess I guess it leaves us back with our original audience of some youth students who maybe don't know all that stuff, but are interested in learning about how to live their lives following God. So we're going to get into that. We're going to pick up our series after I take a drink of my uh, beautiful, delicious white monster. Hold on. Mmm. Because I think I may have to um, give up my monsters, even my white ones, and my purple ones, and my orange ones, and my green ones. So I, I those of you who know me pretty well, I used to drink a ton of regular monsters, and I have given those up. I think I'm gonna drink one tonight, but it'll be the first one I've had of, of the year, and then I've only probably had two or three in the last month, month and a half, maybe two months. Um, I've cut them down, but I. 99.9%, right? Uh, I'm, I'm starting to think that I'm going to have to get rid of all, them all together. It's a scary thought. I don't really like that thought. So, all right, let's jump into today's. Oh, actually, no, I have one more announcement. Um, I am going to be on the radio. That's right. <laughs> so I'm going to be on, I can't think of the station off the top of my head. Um, I think it's like 88.1 or 88.9. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to, get it and I'll, I'll let you guys know the exact one and i'll be posting it um i'll go dust off my my facebook profile and instagram account and download those apps and log in and let everyone know but yes i'm gonna be on the radio i'm going to be uh it's gonna be a thursday it's gonna be january 20th i believe so not today and not next week but the week after um, I'm going to be on and I'm going to be discussing, I got about a 20, 25 minute segment and I'm going to be discussing and kind of teaching the whole, how to memorize the books of the Bible that I've, I've done. Actually, I don't think I've done it on here. Um, maybe I will as practice. I've, I've done it with my youth students. So I think I need, actually, I need to do that whole, I tried to start this other one, this other podcast where I was going to do like the, the student of greatness, where I was going to talk about the things that I've been learning, but I think I'm going to just throw them on here. I don't know. Um, I'm very chatty today, so let's jump into this. I've already been in the office for a little bit. I normally do this right when I get here. I've, I've been here. I've been taking care of stuff, and um, I'm feeling a little chatty. <laughs> so let's get into this. So 
I guess this will be what, what are we calling this part three? Um, cause we have the introduction, which is part one. And then yesterday's we talked about vision and focused vision today. We're going to be still talking about vision, but we're going to be on, um, desire, right? So why do you want the objective or like, why do you want the accomplishment of the goal of that vision? Right? So you have a vision for a better future, a better tomorrow, you know, losing 10 pounds, getting a raise, getting a boyfriend, getting a girlfriend, getting rid of a boyfriend or girlfriend, getting an A, whatever it is, right? You have this vision for this better tomorrow. And so that becomes a goal. And so now you have whatever your goal is, right? So if your goal is, let's say maybe your vision is to lose 10 pounds, maybe your goal is now to exercise three days a week and to reduce your carbs and sugar or whatever it is, right? Maybe you're doing intermittent fasting like I am, or maybe you're doing the four hour body, or maybe you're doing the wild diet, or maybe you're just eating better, better, right? You're like, you know what? I'm going to eat less mac and cheese as a side and more uh, salad or vegetable as a side, right? So whatever it is, and that becomes like your goal and, you, and it needs to be specific, right? Talk about focus. So you have your vision and then you kind of have to focus that and say, okay, so if my goal is to lose 10 pounds in X amount of time, like again, how much, how soon? Because anyone could lose 10 pounds over the next 50 years. I mean, would that make you happy? No. Uh, you, you want it in two weeks or three weeks or I don't know. I don't know what's healthy. Two weeks is probably not super healthy. <laughs> um, so you get it. Yeah, you get specific. You're like, okay, what's the how, right? And so we talked about that last week. Um, and talked about how where you look and or last week, yesterday, two days ago, whatever it was. So today I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, your why. The why it can be just as important as well because what's going to happen is things are going to come at you and it's going to things are going to basically offer you the opportunity to stop pursuing your goal <laughs> so that doesn't that could be that like you know on day one of your i'm going to eat i'm going to eat cleaner and i'm going to exercise three days a week it could be that you know that morning you were going to get up and go to the gym or go for a run and it decided to snow and drop 10 degrees uh, and you weren't expecting that, or it could be that that night just happens to be the night that one of your parents brought home a delicious looking chocolate cake. You're like, dang it. I just said I was going to start eating cleaner and oh, what do I do? And so you have to know your why, because if you're like, yeah, I think I'll lose 10 pounds. Your why is not very strong. And so what's going to happen is that it's going to be cold and you're going to say, forget this. I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it later. Or that chocolate cake's going to come in. You're going to be like, oh, okay. I'm going to have a slice of it, but then tomorrow I'll do better, right? Versus if you have a strong why, you're not going to care as much. Like you, you're obviously still going to care, but you're like, you know what? I don't care. Like, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to freeze my nose and ears off, right? In this cold. I'm going to just bundle up. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And that's why you see people like David Goggins, who is out running in a, a thunderstorm, right? Well, probably not a thunderstorm because that you're not supposed to do, but out running in the rain and the rain's pouring down and he's out running because he has a strong why and he is not going to not go run just because it's hot or cold or wet or any of those kind of things. I hope he will not run. I think, I hope he would go to the gym and run on a treadmill if it's a thunderstorm. Cause that is the one thing like, that's just like, apparently from what I've read is just legitimately not safe because you're now soaking wet, surrounded by water, which is all very conductive electricity with lightning. That's probably not a good idea. Maybe that's a day to, to hit the gym and do the treadmill. But anyways, um, be safe about it, but then you have a strong why, right? So here, here we go. Let's go back to my notes. It says, I got, because I need to is not as powerful. It's actually really not powerful at all, by the way, but is not as powerful as I, let me frame this way. I'm not going to just read it. I'm going to say it. So I heard a story, um, from Ed Milet, uh, admire the man greatly. 
he is uh, this great Christian businessman and entrepreneur, and he's friends with other guys I listen to. And so he was talking about how he, long story short, he thought that he could be predisposed to like heart issue because he had family members who had died from it. And he went in and got tested and the results were bad, like really bad, like dying in your 50s bad. And so the doctor starts asking him all these questions. And rather than the doctor coming in and going, okay, you have really high cholesterol, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you don't make any changes, you're going to, you know, probably make it, you know, not make it past 55. Here's a prescription. Um, start taking these pills, um, eat better and, you know, go exercise. All right, next. His doctor starts asking him these questions. And starts getting him to visualize things. So his doctor is like, okay, you know, tell me about your family. Okay, oh, okay, you got a daughter. Okay, she's, I don't, I don't know, we'll just say eight or whatever. And he's like, tell me something. He's like, are you, he goes, are you okay with another man walking your daughter down the aisle? He's like, what the heck? But he, he didn't say heck. <laughs> he's like, what the heck? And he's like, uh, no, like, I want to walk. Okay, so you, you don't, you don't, when your daughter gets married and is walking down the aisle, you don't want to, no. And he's like, well, you know, tell me about your son. Do you want to see him, you know, blah, blah, go off in a comment? He's like, he's like, doctor, like, tell me what is on those test results? What is going on? So he, he basically tells him the stuff. And he's like, yeah, if you keep up your current lifestyle, you're going to probably die in your 50s. And it, it's hereditary. You're, you know, your uncle, you just had, I think he might have actually been coming back from his uncle's funeral. Like your dad died because of it. And. So he had, he's like that doctor, that was powerful. That doctor being like, are you okay with another man walking your daughter down the aisle? He's like, that's very different than like, oh, you're going to die early if you don't get, you know, healthier. So he's like, now he had a strong why. So now he was, you know, on his medication, he was exercising, eating better. He's like, that is an incredibly powerful why. And any day that he didn't feel like getting up and going to the gym or any day he didn't feel like eating healthy, all he had to do was think about his daughter like being sad on her wedding day because her dad's not there because he's dead <laughs> and some other man walking her down the aisle or his son going off and accomplishing all the things that he wanted to accomplish and all of the plans and stuff and it was there was more to the story there with that that kind of skimmed through um and not being there to see it and this and his son accomplishing his goals and being so proud but then also being sad because his dad's not there to see him accomplish it and he's like i mean i'll just i'll just say I was going to say, forget that, but I'll just use a little bit stronger language here. I'll say, screw that is basically what he said. He's like, I will be there. He's like, this is not happening. I will change my lifestyle. So then he changed his identity, which is kind of what we talked about yesterday with the whole vision thing of as a healthy person who works out every day or probably six days a week. I think most people who say every day, most of them, it's actually six days a week, um, six days a week and eats healthy and all that stuff. And he's, and it, it it changed his life, changed his health, and he's doing amazing. Like you can literally go look at pictures of him at 25 and now pictures at him at like 55 and he looks significantly better. In, well, no, I don't think he's 55. He's like, he's like late forties pushing 50. Maybe he looks anyways, wait, he's, he's almost twice as old and he looks better now. So that is a, that is a powerful why. And so you have to figure out your why. Um, and I have here in my notes, your why will determine your level of success. So your why is going to determine your level of success. So if you, if your why is, I'll give you an example. When I was in high school, I was on the swim team and we did this thing called tapering. And it was essentially where towards the end of the season, because we had finals and all these competitions and the coaches who were obviously wanting us to win, they would 
taper off our exercises, basically meaning our exercises would get easier because they wanted us to have more energy for like the, the like the playoffs, essentially. I don't think they weren't called playoffs, but that's what most people call them. So our last our last like conference meet, right? For our swim. Um, and so they would tell us, they said, listen, we you need to conserve your energy. Like you need to go home and just kind of take it easy. Don't go out and party. Don't use the fact that you have this extra energy from our our reduced practices to go out and party and stay up all night or you know, whatever it may be, right? They said you're gonna basically screw yourself over and mess over the team. Like, don't do that. And so for me, my why was well, my coach said so, my teammates are counting on me. And it was an okay why. There were other guys who didn't have a, a why at all. And they did go off and party and mess around and do whatever and show up. And they didn't get that extra benefit of that because they didn't have a why at all. I had an okay why, but it wasn't a great why. It's not the same as someone who was like trying to hit their best records and go into championships because then that's going to get them a scholarship and get them on the team in college. And that's going to, and you know, and like all these things, right. And they have this whole story behind it about how they're going to be the first one in their family to go to and graduate from college and, but they don't have the money for it. And so the, the, the swim team is, they got a scholarship on the line. And so they have to get their best results there. And, and he wants to do his family proud and he's going to go to college and become an engineer and get a good job. And he's going to be able to then pay off their family's house because that, and then he goes in this, there's this whole story about how they came over here as immigrants from another country and the house and the, right. Like, that gets to be even in a kind of like a general just brushing through it way like I just did that starts to become a pretty powerful why versus me saying oh okay well my coach said to so you know unless I have a reason to like you know I can be a rebel but not if I don't need to like I like my coach and I like my team so I guess I'll just go home and relax I'll just go home and play some Nintendo 64 <laughs> but I didn't have a strong why and I wasn't including that into my diet. Like some of the guys who had a stronger why and who did match kind of with that strong why, they were changing their eating. They were eating salads, they stopped eating burgers, they were I was I had an okay why, so I wasn't going out and, and using up the energy, but I was going home and eating gummy bears and, and Reese's cups and well and drinking Mountain Dew while I was playing playing my Nintendo 64, my Jet Force Gemini, right? Um, so I my I had an okay why, and so because of it, I got okay results. Other guys had an extreme why and they got an extreme results and other guys didn't have a why at all. And they got, they didn't even get, the result was failure essentially, right? They showed up and swam like crap. Well, at least that's what my coach was yelling at them. So your why will determine your level of success. Do you want just, you know, to get by or do you want to hit that uh, all the way, like that goal? And the thing is, anything worth doing is worth doing well. I'm mixed, I'm throwing in so many things here, but you know, they, they work. Like, if you want to be a writer, why not be the greatest writer? Why not be the greatest writer of all time? If you want to go off and play college sports and then maybe even pro, like, why just go, okay, I'll go and do college sports and, you know, I'll get a scholarship and whatever. And I don't know, maybe if I'm lucky, I can go off and go pro. No, if you actually want to do it, say, I'm going to be the greatest of all time. I'm going to go and I'm going to practice. I'm going to outwork everyone else. And I don't care if they're even more naturally skilled. I'm going to go and I'm going to get through college and then I'm going to go pro and I'm going to be the great and, and have that vision for your life. Right. So, and then your, your why is what's going to determine it. Because if you just say, I'm going to be the greatest, let's say tennis player, I'm going to go off and become this amazing tennis player. I'm going to be the next Serena Williams, but you don't really have a why that's super hard. Right. And statistically almost impossible. So 
if you don't have a strong actually you know i'm going to switch this from from sports over to hollywood i grew up in california and i grew up not too far i actually grew up in the la area um there are so many people who moved to la to be an actor or an actress and now you know and then they just waited tables and never never made it and then eventually did something else or they're still just trying and they get little parts here and there but essentially they have some other side job what's the difference between that and someone like arnold schwarzenegger that i was just talking about the other day who goes off to become and hit his goal of being the greatest action hero of all time and then diversifying and and doing comedies and being able to have this amazing movie career it comes down to your why right and so many of them are are trying and they're hoping and they like it's just it's something they're wanting to do and i on i'm just gonna be straight up honest with you right here i kind of lost my point <laughs> why i was going down this rabbit trail and why i switched over to acting um versus I, I guess all it's just to say is like, what's your, oh, that's what it is. Okay. Because acting, statistically speaking, it's almost impossible, right? To go off and become an, an A-list actor. Like I'm going to be the next used to, it would have been Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. Now it's, uh, you know, like Johnny Depp, or even he's starting to get a little outdated. You know, right now I know it's The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is like the number one Hollywood man. Ryan Reynolds, he's up there. Um, Not Chris Rock. Uh, Kevin Hart, he's up there, right? One of these guys why why not go and become the best of one of those and it, it's going to be almost impossible to do it but yet it's possible because obviously these guys and and ladies right there's others as well i'm just throwing in a few of these like action guys or well i guess one's comedy that um i've seen recently so it, your why is going to be the difference because something like that is going to become almost impossible unless you're com completely committed and like i talked about with arnold schwarzenegger that is your vision your your map your guidepost for your or your you know your overall life um if you're just kind of doing it you're going to be one of those who never makes it you're like yeah it'd be cool to become an actor and so i'm going to go and i'm going to give it a shot i'm going to give it a shot right then you're you're going to miss <laughs> you need to have that why and but here's the thing though that can also help direct you and guide your vision because if you get down to it and you're like oh i'm going to be i'm going to go and i'm going to become you know whatever it may be and you're like wait a minute I don't have this strong, compelling why. I don't feel like I'm going to die if I don't do it. I don't feel like I have to. And I would be okay with these other things. Then that tells you right there, you don't have a strong enough why to accomplish something at being the greatest of all time, right? You're like, well, Pastor, do I have to be? Well, no, you don't have to be the greatest of all time at every little single thing you do. But you you do need to have an overall vision in your life. It's going to like, you know, whether it is I want to be a youth pastor, whether it's I want to be an athlete or whatever. Why just settle to be a regular one? Why not try to be the greatest of all time? Well, I, yeah, like you said, that's a lot of work. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm okay just being a youth pastor. I don't, I don't care to be the greatest youth pastor ever or the greatest whatever ever. Well, if you don't care to be the greatest ever, then that tells me that you probably don't have a strong enough why to actually do that in the first place. So I'll use youth ministry for example. If you're like, well, I don't really care to be the greatest ever. And then maybe we we talk about, we find out that, that you actually want to be a missionary or you just, you want to be a, um, a housewife and raise your family, or you want to be a business person or whatever, right? Find the thing that you do have a strong enough why to put that effort into and can see yourself as the greatest ever and the greatest of all time. And then pursue that and don't be distracted by these other things. So if you're just like, yeah, Okay, I'll be a youth pastor. That'd be kind of cool. No, go find the thing that you feel like, even if you don't, you're okay. You need to you need to have two thoughts at the same time. Find the thing that you can both say, one or a right. Yes, I'm I'm gonna 
do everything I can. If I don't do this, I'm going to die. I'm going to be the greatest of all time. It's what I was put on this planet to do. And I'm, I'm going to just destroy the competition, become the greatest. And at the same time to say, if I never have true success in this and I just do it my entire life and get to do it, but not actually have like even real success on it, but I would still enjoy doing it. When you can say both, like both of those things about something, that is your thing. That is your why. That is what that vision, that focused vision and with the why that you need to chase. So I hope that made sense. Um, you, this is when it was clearly a little less defined and a little more impassioned, but um, it is, it is what it is. So tomorrow or probably not tomorrow, to be honest, because it's Friday and I got stuff going on. Um, probably Monday when I pick back up, it's going to be um, imagine and seeing the objective. So until then, have a blessed day and I will see you the next time I see you. Well, hear you technically. All right, bye.